welcome back to another episode of Common Ground. I'm Ofbad. I'm Nejma. And it's 2019, guys. It's been a lo- long time. The other day, I actually Googled. My brain was so fried, I Googled what year are we in. Well, I hope. 2019, bro. I know. Next year's 2020. Life is going. And it hasn't really started off on a very positive note, has it? Well, it did until recently. But today's going to be an interesting one, you guys. This one is going to be... It's one of those things that we'd rather not talk about. Mm. We'd, I'd rather not be talking yeah. about it. Like, like as in talking about it so publicly. Like, yeah. I think we should be talking about it publicly in general. Yeah. But the circumstances in which we're talking about today's sensitive. topic is super duper sensitive. Yeah. And, um... But we are going to do it anyway because the thing about Common Ground is we're here to promote change. Absolutely. And if we're not doing it by tackling heavy um uncomfortable conversations that you don't want to have yeah then what's the point what's the point yeah so let's get into the episode guys and hope you guys enjoy hey guys the topic that we're going to be speaking about today is a very sensitive one Mm -hmm. it is it might trigger some people's memories it might you know we're talking about trauma Mm -hmm. and our intentions is not to offend anyone or to cause any harm towards anyone Mm -hmm. but i feel like as the future generation, and as women, we should be able to speak about these things freely. Yeah, especially if it's things concerning us. I understand that it's a heavy, heavy, heavy topic, but it's not, we're not speak. when we talk about these things, it's coming from a place of love and concern, because it could be any one of us, you know, these people that it's happening to is actually like our distant family members and stuff, so yeah, so this one's for them. Yeah, man, this is, this is, this one's for people that have been through it Mm -hmm. this is for people that know people that have been through it yeah Mm -hmm. and this is also for those that just want to have this conversation and you guys this is generally we're just starting the conversation we don't want the conversation to end by the end of this you know this is just the beginning right so I feel like what kind of triggered me to actually come out in public and talk about this is when you came back from your trip from Somalia right Mm. And you told me all the great things and all of that, and it was amazing. And then I told you, and I asked you, what did you not like about Somalia? Yeah. And then you were like to me, listen, homegirl, <laughs> there was times where people were telling me I could not leave my house at a certain time. Hmm. And I was just like, really? Did that happen to you? Um. Yeah, actually, I was... Because I got the opportunity to travel around different regions and stuff. So, obviously, there was a place where I did end up going. And it was like, um, Najma, after Maghrib, like after sunset, mm-hmm. it's probably not a good idea to go out. Mm. And I was like, okay. And you know what the thing is? I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. me, if you tell me I don't want, if you tell me don't do something, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't worry, I'll jump these niggas. I'm good, yeah. you know? But in reality is... You don't know this country. Exactly. Yes, it's your motherland, but you don't know this country. You don't know the level of safety. Yeah. And even if something happens to you, ain't no justice system going to help you out. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. At least we, we know when we come to this country, if something happens to us, we're able to get justice, right? Mm. And I feel like one of the questions I want to pose to the mm. viewers and kind of what I asked myself is, because I really wanted to go back to Somalia. Mm. After a couple years back, if you ask me, where do you want to live when you grow up? I'd be like, girl, I'm going straight back to my motherland. Mm. And now hearing all these stories and stuff is kind of making me doubt it. And it's not that I understand rape can happen anywhere. But 
we're taking it to the point where this can happen to me or my children and nothing will be done about it that's what's scary and the fact that it's so normalized like Mm. well I just in February it was story after story rape after rape and I'm like and it was the fact that am I going to be safe in my own home country if I go back Mm. but you know the thing is it's not about even you going back it's we've even become so desensitized to this you know how you're like oh there's like back-to-back stories yeah and it's like the only way you would hear one and that people would be at complete outrage is when someone is murdered or killed or, you know. Mm. Like, with the whole thing with domestic violence, yeah. murder is, like, the top of the hierarchy. Yeah. There's so, no coming back because there's no coming yeah, back from no that. Yeah, there's no coming back from you know, that. He you know, he slaps you. You can, just, you can just be like, oh, please forgive him, da, da, da. But murder, go That's to like the worst, worst yeah. yeah. So, like, a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand is the fact that it's happening all the time. It's mm. happening. Like, as we speak, there's a woman out there, you know, yeah. either being put in the sex trade or getting raped, you know. Yeah. When it comes to in, in Somalia, like, it's become, we've become so desensitized toward ourselves as well. Yeah. Because just every day as you, like, your day-to-day, you just hear, oh, this person got raped, this person got raped, this, yeah. that, this, that, you know. Mm. And you just think to yourself, what on earth is going on? Yeah. And there are so many people that obviously we don't live in the actual community or in the actual country, so we can't really you know, hear yeah. about it as often. But the thing is, it's when someone gets murdered, killed. Mm. I don't when know. it's an extreme. When it's a certain extreme yeah. that we actually hear about it, that we actually know names of people, you know, faces. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when there's no name or face to it, you're just like, oh, okay. It, it doesn't become real. Yeah. Like when, a, when you hear a name and a face, it's real to yeah. you. But it's also that thing of unreported rapes as well. Because oh, let's not even talk about that. Oh. It happens so much, but we don't ever hear about it because those girls are not coming out about it. And <laughs> why are they not coming out about it? Why do you think? Because I have my own. Because nothing's being done for them, right? I okay. came across an article one day, and it was about this 36 year old Somali woman that was in Mogadishu. Mm. She went and up, and she was a mother as well. She was a, not even a young girl, she was like a grown Hold woman. Hold up, pause, pause, yeah. pause. People don't understand that rape is not impacting just young, yeah. innocent girls. It's impacting mothers now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, in, it's yeah. been impacting mothers as well. Yeah. Sorry, continue. I know. And she went to the police station and they literally said, like, she went to them after it happened. Like, literally, she got up from being raped, walked to the police station straight away. Yeah. They were like, there's nothing we can do for you. We don't know who the person is. You don't know who the person is. So wipe the blood on the floor that you spilt and get going. And the crazy thing is, is a couple months after that, she was gang raped again. And you know what's, you know what's so weird is that it's gang raped. Yeah, that's something that, like it's, it's, like I, no, like the thing is that's that itself says something about these men. There's something going on. That Bro, we- there's some internal issues going on. Yeah. There's some mental health issues going on. Yeah. They're not okay. Because, okay, listen, yeah, if one guy does it, all right, it's not all right, but that he's got, he's got, he's got, he's got issues, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's a gang, bro, the community has an issue. Mm, yeah. Like, how's your homeboy going to come to you and say, hey, let's go do this? Like Exactly. And you're going to be like, yeah, let's go. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when did it become okay for a group of people? Yeah. It should have been something that's super duper shameful for someone yeah. to do, you know? Yeah. I remember something that you said. You were like, 
that if one guy approached you to rape you, you would just kick his ass because yeah yeah you know. yeah yeah <laughs> you know what to be because like it's not know, funny but I'm actually so dumb you know low yeah. key because I was thinking to myself oh if you were to if a guy would approach you say less you know kick him yeah. in the knees these guys are skinny man and you know what even as like females you know mm. we have this innate reaction we know we yeah, have we gut know, feelings yeah, you know we, know we know when something's gonna, gonna yeah. something's gonna go yeah. down you know and you know we know how to defend ourselves bro if we have to bite if we have to kick if we have to scream trust yeah. and believe we can do that yeah but gang is gang. like a whole different story and you know what you know why i think they do it in gangs yeah because they know they're not strong enough to do it one by one especially if it's a grown woman a little girl okay that's even a little girl life. even i feel like a little girl could still but even us right now as strong as we are one one guy one hat one arm the other guy on one arm like we can't that's it we can't defend ourselves and they know that right mm. they know it's difficult for them to rape someone one by one yeah. so it's better for them to do it in groups because the job will be done if that makes sense yeah that does make sense but at the same time there's another element to it mm. is the chase or what the hell is going on mm. because they can get girls if they want yeah yeah there, there are girls out there that are willing to do whatever you know yeah the thing that amazes me is why they would want to go to someone that's just minding their own business and impact and change their life forever mm. that's what pisses me off yeah do you know what i mean yeah but i think it's also to look at the psychological aspect of it yeah right? because you have to understand these people did not were not raised the way that we were raised we were raised in a warm house food on the table everything these people were raised in poverty and najma I've been reading some articles and poverty does something to you. Yeah, it does change your actual brain structure. When you're when you're living struggle after struggle, pain after pain, and all you know is pain and nobody else cares about your pain, it's easy for you not to give a shit about anybody else's pain because you never had anyone care about you. And I'm not that I'm making excuses because wrong is wrong. But going back to our community, why do you think it's a taboo? Why do you think people don't want to talk about it? Because it's seen as something shameful. I think um, anything that is taboo by default is shameful. Mm. And it's regardless of what the situation is, it's it's shameful. Sex sex in itself, like not even like rape, but just sex in general. Sex is a reproductive thing, like yeah. like a, just a human, you know, yeah. human nature. It's, yeah. I feel like, um, well, I know for a fact that the reason why a lot of people don't come out is because they don't want this negative they don't want the stigma around them yeah. at all, you know. Mm. So they'd rather just keep quiet about it and deal with it. Mm. And something that I realize is that our people have so much resilience, mm. so much hope. They can go through hell and back mm. and they'll be like they'll get through it, you know. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying about poverty and a lot of families depend on their daughters mm. to help them out with this issue of the pop like the poverty so you know you know how you were like yeah so pretty much yeah so pretty much a lot of these families that do have daughters hope that once their daughter gets married they get some you know meher money or Mm -hmm. some sort of you know um get some sort of financial stability from their daughter's marriage but when it comes to um rape a lot of people say when a woman is raped she's no longer seen as marriageable yeah yeah and that, like, she's not seen as worthy, worthy of being married. Ma- married and whatnot. Yeah. So then a lot of people might come and look mm. at their family, like, a, 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 just say, you know, 
the girl that has experienced this might come back home and look at her family and see her current state and says, I'd rather keep this pain inside, mm. not talk about it, mm. get married mm. and help feed my family. Because it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. Mm. And the second thing is there are certain situations where girls do come out mm. and say, oh, this has happened to me. Mm. And then it's solved internally within tribes. Right. And they're still going to get be some financial gain from that itself. Mm. Um, but I also, like, I understand why they do the whole tribal thing, right? Yeah. But if all you're going to do is pay the family off and that man is still not um, experiencing any repercussions from his action, then, then did he really learn from it? Like, if there's no jail time, if there's no there's no actual penalty you know because mm. he has his tribe to back him up and save yeah. him first of all why would you even want to save anyone like that why would you want to um protect anyone like that because he could have easily done that to your daughter you see know? that's why people don't think like that though people don't think like that yeah if everyone honest to god right He's if a, everyone thought yeah. about oh that's a rapist that guy just raped that girl instead of paying saving his ass right imagine they said imagine that was my daughter people yeah. don't put themselves in other people's situation um positions yeah if everyone put themselves just say for example if every single family member every single person mm. put themselves in the family's position the, yeah. the victim's family's position yeah do you think it would continue no there would be outrage there would be pain there would yeah. be justice because yeah. no one's going to accept that no one yeah exactly because it's hush hush low low it's mm. a joke yeah. it's an actual joke you know and then like just forget about even like the whole thing already Coming from a health perspective, there's already so many health issues. Mm. Then they've got they're gonna go spread AIDS and HIV to this poor innocent girl that has no idea. Mm. Yeah, because once okay, if the girl gets raped and she's she stays quiet and goes back to her normal life, once she's infected, there's nothing that she can do about it. Mm-hmm. When she realizes that she's infected, that's it. She can't get married again. Because what is she gonna do? Spread that to her children and spread that to How her How is she husband? gonna even know she's infected? How? Yeah, that's a good question. She's not gonna know, unless she, unless she has some sort of medical issue and then goes to the hospital and they like go check her out and then yeah. they figure it out. Even like unwanted pregnancies. What happens to the children? Don't you wonder? You know, in some situations, there are times when the victim actually gets married to the rapist. Oh, yeah. And that just doesn't even happen in Somalia. It happens in the Middle East and other countries as well. And that I can't imagine, like, how traumatizing that would be. Like, okay, it's one thing for it to be done again and you never see the person again. But for you to be married and you have to live a life and you're forced to live a life with this person, subhanAllah. Like, I can't, like, like, I'm tearing up just saying it because... It's a pain that I could never imagine. That itself is, that itself is like, I can't even. And another reason why they don't get out yet, why they don't come out about it is, I remember another story where the girl went to a journalist, it was a female journalist, and Mm -hmm. she was like, share my story, share my rape story. Mm. She did. When the government found out about it, Mm. they both got arrested and got um, six months jail time because they reported it against government officials, mm. which I'm guessing is like soldiers and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, so they, <laughs> there were men in power. They didn't like what they heard. So the girls got They're the, in denial mode. They're all in denial mode. They're all in denial mode. I don't think it's denial. I think they know what they're doing. They just don't care. Denial about what? You know, you know your actions. You know what you're doing and what you're harming and who you're harming or what. 
they're in denial of the pain they've caused they're in denial of what they've done they don't see it as an issue yeah i think for them it's like a one-time thing oh this happened to her but she's gonna get over it and people don't actually get over it you know what there's this thing the thing about traumatic events as well is that something might happen to a person and they might not react to it now yeah they might react to it 10 20 years later when they've been triggered yeah so you can find a somali hoyo that was raped when she was younger okay we've got to stay she lived her life mm-hmm. after popping out six, six kids no 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 not even after popping out six kids what? after the first encounter with her husband oh she yeah can be triggered. she can be triggered right and it's like when she goes crazy or like we wallate and stuff mm. like that. But it's not we wallate, it's unresolved traumatic issues that she should that she should have been helped with, you know? Yeah, definitely. And that's where kind of mental illness stems from. Yeah, definitely. Because it's kinda of like I understand some people are born with mental illnesses, but other people it stems from experiences that they that they um, that they've been counted. Yeah. And it could be helped. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. If she had got counselling, if she got the help that she needed, she could have been helped. In all honesty, there's a lot of people that have experienced traumatic experiences mm-hmm. that don't get the counselling and the support provided for them. Mm. And that's not just in Somalia. It's everywhere. Everywhere, around, right. You know? And people think trauma is like sexual assault. It's trauma can be anything. Yeah. Anything. The one of the reasons why we felt like it was really important to speak about this topic today is because of the recent incident with the twelve year old girl who got gang raped, mm-hmm. murdered, mutilated, mm-hmm. disrespected, you know. And the sad reality of it all is the re- only reason we're hearing about it for more than three, four days is because the case is still open, you know. And it was a horrific case. Like I don't think I've read a story more disturbing than what happened to this young girl. I didn't read this story one like I didn't do it in one seating. Like I just mm-hmm. couldn't. Like it's just like as you I'm pretty sure as you're reading, like can this get worse? Can yeah. this seriously get worse? Like mm-hmm. come on. That's a human being. Mm-hmm. Like where's your sense of self? Where's your sense of mm-hmm. where's your sense of humanity at? And you know what killed me, right? Is I read the story and a couple of days after that, and I think I sent it into the group chat, they recorded her, Najima, they recorded her, not being raped, but her recorded her just standing there and her begging for her life. Though no she, yeah, she was like, please, like, Haidilina, please. And, you know, it's one of those things that you have to get off and just, like, sit there for a couple of seconds. The thing is, it's not even just that, it's... The thing about rape is, mm-hmm. is that a lot of the people that do experience it, experience it from someone that they know, and they right. knew, they knew. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I remember um someone telling me that two of the guys that did it was her neighbors, and two of the guys that did it were her relatives. Relatives. Yeah, relatives. So the thing is that they knew this girl, Najma. They knew where to find her. They knew they had access to this this mm-hmm. girl, and you. There's one thing that we need to understand is 90% of rapes happen happen Within, from people that, that they, they know. Yeah, it's not strangers. It's not strangers. Yeah. In fact, as a matter of fact, it's really hard for a stranger to rape you unless you're walking out at 2 a.m. in the um, middle of the night. It's really hard. But the thing that really hurts like hurts me is how someone could be so close to you and can be so dangerous to you. Right, and it gets me thinking. It's kind of like, wow, who can you trust? Mm. Who can you trust? Yeah. You can't trust anybody. 
That's for sure. And the only reason that they found out what happened to the girl who did it is because apparently one of the guys, after they'd done everything they... After they finished doing what they did to the girl, they apparently called the guy that manages the graveyard and asked him how much it is for a grave. And then he ended up telling him it was like 50 US dollars around there. So when they were doing the inf- investigation for the case, I guess um, the man came forward and was like, this guy asked me for a, a grave. I'm guessing he has something to do with what happened to the girl. And also a little disclaimer, guys, we we're doing this um, story it's really fresh. early, yeah, yeah, it's really early on. So yeah. if there has any, if there's been any new updates or if they've convicted the guys, um, we don't know. We're just talking about what we know now. So yeah, please excuse us if if things have changed about what happened to this girl. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the fact that we're speaking about this not to put our country down, Mm. because Somalia is a beautiful country. Yeah. Um, But I feel like speaking about this, just trying to bring shed light to this story. and Mm. Because we, everyone says Somalia Hanola and stuff, but... We want it to be in a good condition, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, something that something that really makes me think about this is that most of these rape cases aren't men our father's age. It's men our ages. Mm, like, especially with the gang rapes? Yeah. Yep. It's guys our ages and mm-hmm. the future generation. Right. Hold up. Yeah. The future generation of Somalia. Yeah. Is gonna be controlled by these men. By these men. Mm-hmm. Not only not only are they instilling fear in the community, they're instilling fear in in mm-hmm. women, right? Mm-hmm. So after this case was opened, after after this girl story came out, mm-hmm. um, a lot of girls didn't leave the house, fearing for their safety. Yeah, I'm sorry, but also they didn't go to school, Abaya. They didn't go shop. They didn't go school. They didn't go do their daily thing. They can't even go to the shopping center. They can't mm. shopping center. Go to the shop. Sorry, mm. they can't do anything. Pretty much, mm. you know. So, and another thing that's also horrifying, sorry, no. is that they're, they're going to end up marrying these guys. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, Nedjima, like, you really deep it, like, this are the people they're probably going to reproduce with, and, like, a rapist reproducing another rapist, like, I don't know, but, like... Yeah, I know, I know. But you know how, like, going back to what you were saying before, how you were, like, um... Oh, this is this is creating instilling fear in me going back mm-hmm. to Somalia, taking my children, inshallah, one day, you know, mm-hmm. even living there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just think about those girls that are living there right now that have no escape plan. Right. And if they can't even go to school because they're if they if they if they can't go to school because of their fear of safety, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? If they can't go to school, that means no education. Mm-hmm. That means getting married early. Mm-hmm. Getting married early, repeating the cycle, repeating the cycle, mm-hmm. poverty. What's changing? Question of the year. Yeah. Question of my life. Right. What is changing? And in saying this, coming back is that what we need to understand as the future generations is yeah, everyone's saying Somali hano lato, but how are we helping these people? Mm-hmm. How can we help these people if we can live comfortably in our homes, knowing that people out there are suffering? Yeah. You know, and even like a little bit of. Even speaking about the speaking about it itself is a, a step doing, to yeah. change. Because mm. the thing with us as a community and as people and as females mm-hmm. is that we're constantly talking about issues with no solutions. What is our solution? Mm-hmm. What is it? You know, we don't have to wait for a female to get murdered yeah. to be to like, do, oh my god, we know it. her name. The government needs to step up their game. We as a community think, need to step up their game. Like it's, <laughs> do you think it's beyond asking the government for help at this point? A bio. 
because they have allowed it to happen for so long. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying. I'm pretty sure they're trying, but they need to try harder. Yeah. And things like this have become normalized. Yeah. It's like the Australian government had that. Like imagine them saying, "Oh, um, no more smoking." Yeah. Do you think they can stop people from smoking? It's something that they've been doing for years, correct? Yeah. Yes, it's harming us. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's harming the healthcare system. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like issues like that that it's we need to progressively change. I'm not saying next year this time no one's ever gonna rape no one. Yeah. And it's also about females. Like I know it's hard. I know it's hard. You don't wanna it's not even their fault. Like people need to understand it's not their fault. Mm Mm-hmm. This is beyond the thing is they're being treated like it's their fault though. That's the thing is we need to train the community to think differently. We need to start thinking differently. Is that where we kind of come in? Definitely. Having these conversations, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, having conversations with your parents, having conversations with your grandparents. Listen, yeah, let me tell you something. This is a public announcement to anybody, yeah? Mm. If you want to do something, yeah, that is for your community, if you want to do something that is taboo, if you want to talk about something that's taboo in your community, right? Mm. Apply there's a first to everything, yeah? Everything. Mm. Everything. There's always someone that first starts it. Mm-hmm. Takes that first step. Takes that initiative, right? Mm. If we take that initiative and take that next step, don't worry. People will be out here like, doing, like, talking about it. Advocating ad- ad- for it. Advocating to stop FGM. You know, I'll so have like, a funny story to tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So I remember previously going to Somalia, right? Yeah. I was like, you know, when I get to Somalia, this is like two months before I went here. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm like, when I get to Somalia, I'm stopping FGM. We're not doing this shit no more. This is enough is enough. You know, enough is enough. No more and more FGM. No more doing this to, you know, females. You know, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Stupid culture. Mm. I was just like, hey, girl, you think you're going to go to Somalia? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. And stop uh, a tradition that's been happening for years. Yeah. You're delusional. Yeah. Now go back to sleep. <laughs> hey, shut up and move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And also to add on to it, it's kind of like, um, if you think about it, a whole country and a whole community and a whole group of people that think it's okay to mutilate a girl's vagina, mm. it's not surprising that they let rape become so common. Mm. Because what rights do they advocate for women anyway? It's like when they started this whole process of FGM, like I don't understand how they could have allowed it to happen. Like what was going through their mind when, because if you think about it, most girls that got the the procedure of FGM done to them, a woman has done it. It's very rare that a man, Mm. a man cuts them. Does Mm. that make sense? Mm. So from a female whore or probably a grandmother, how can you do that to another person knowing how much pain you went through? Mm. Listen, I'll tell you this much. I remember all right, I remember when I was in Somalia, I had a conversation. I was um I was working at this hospital mm-hmm. and there was there was a mother and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how we got into the topic of FGM, but she, we had a <laughs> we had a heated argument. Yeah. Because I'm like, like how could you do that? Yeah. You know? And Something I didn't notice before was that coming from an outside from an outsider's perspective, we could be like, yeah, you know, this is not right. Blah, blah, blah. But these people legit think it's right. Wallahi akbar. Yeah, die for it. They believe. Yeah. This is the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
you know and there's a sunnahs and we can't get into the complexities of this right mm-hmm. but there's also we should you know what we're gonna have an episode on this but what i want to the point i'm trying to make is yeah, yeah the point i'm trying to make it, yeah. is yeah now we will literally have an episode inshallah, inshallah yeah. but listen going back and having that conversation with the mother and daughter mm-hmm. the daughter probably i'm give or take she's probably like two to three years older than me yeah mm-hmm. people dead ass believe that it's the way yeah it's FGM or no way. Mm-hmm. But whereas when it, on the next hand, when we're talking about rape, mm-hmm. I feel like the best solution to this, it's, it's going to be progress. Mm-hmm. Justice, community. If you know, a lot of these girls, their rapists don't get told because the people are covering up for them. Yeah. It's their hoya, it's his mom, it's his aunties, it's, it's his cousins, family. it's his tribe that's backing him up, you know? Covering for him. Yeah. But if we come out, and say, you know what, Wallahi, if that happened to my child, if that happened to someone I knew, it wouldn't be okay. Even if we knew, like, even if the the person who raped was our brothers or yeah. something. I'm sorry, but you're going to jail, my nigga. I don't yeah. care how long yeah. I've known you. Yeah. Wrong is wrong, I'm yeah. sorry. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm going to chuck a, a quick story about that. I know someone told me about, um, they were telling me a story mm-hmm. about, you know, children and people. Something happened to them. There was a time, I don't know if it's appropriate, but it's basically, there was this man, mm-hmm. this girl had her, there was a mother, she was showering her daughter, mm-hmm. her daughter's friend was at home, mm-hmm. having a sleepover, like she had a sleepover that night, Yeah. Okay. and then the mother came back to the room, the husband didn't hear it, and the husband's pants were down, mm-hmm. and the little girl was there, standing there, nothing happened, yeah. but still, yeah. and then when the wife came in, she was like, what's going on? And then he's like, oh, my pants just fell off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she got her daughter and the other girl. They went downstairs. And then she just distracted them. Auntie C. So she gave him food or whatnot. And then she was like, she called the cops. Really? Yeah, dead ass. And on her own husband. Yeah. Until today, she's like, how come I never saw this? How come I never, yeah. how come I never how sensed it? Yeah, and nothing even happened. Like, obviously, something that girl's probably traumatized. Yeah, still traumatized. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but nothing physically has have happened. Like, happened to her. It. Thank goodness. Yeah. But she's like, how come I haven't, how come I didn't notice the warning yeah. signs? And there are warning signs. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, how did I not see it coming? Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I mean, I'm so proud of that amazing woman that stood against her own husband, you know? Yeah. And not many people would do that. And that's the first step when we're talking about solution is condemning these acts and condemning these people that did it. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that, like, that's where we have to start from, you know? Yeah, definitely. And then everything else after that will, will, will just come into play, I feel like. Yeah. Now, I feel like if, if you know there's consequences to your actions, and not only consequences to you, but to your family, to, you know, people around you. So, like, just say, for example, mm. a lot of people don't do things because they don't want to bring the negativity shame, yeah. or shame towards their family you know mm-hmm. so it should be the exact same thing it should not be normalized mm-hmm. it shouldn't be we shouldn't we shouldn't accept it at all you know mm-hmm. and moving forward from this inshallah like i pray for the girl's family i pray for mm-hmm. everyone experiencing this because yeah we've been impacted by it as well mm-hmm. even though we didn't experience it firsthand but the point we're trying to make is that we pray for like we pray for humanity man and our country and our country because when we talk about these things i guess i guess it's a really negative episode but it's only because we want to move forward right i wouldn't say it's negative 
I would say it's. Yeah. I would not. I wouldn't say it's a negative episode. I just think it's a because we need to have these conversations. But why did you we? Know what, why did why did we why did we create common ground to talk about listen, what our nails, no, our hair? Listen, I know there's people that are gonna be like, this doesn't even happen. Like, what are you talking about? It's not that common. Like, I know there are people gonna be in denial. About yeah, the well, they're they're, they're the ones speak. in their mom's basement doing absolutely nothing. That's yeah. that's that's what we're talking about. But um, it's just the beginning, man, and. Just like we said, if you know anyone that's experiencing it, you guys, there's a lot of helplines yeah. available. Yeah. Um, even talking to people is a way of dealing with any issues people have, you know, mm-hmm. just like that. And just know that if you're in, if you're a victim, it's not your fault. Right. If you find someone that's experiencing it, just support them through this. Right. Just listening. And, uh, another step towards change is stop victim blaming. Absolutely. Because these girls and these people, even these boys, okay, I've... The whole episode we're talking about girls as if we forgot boys can't be raped as well. But it's also like um, what what happened to these people they did not do to themselves. Absolutely. They did not go out and seek this. So they should not be blamed and be given justice. Thank justice. <laughs> justice. No justice, no peace. Exactly. That's how it is. And that's what we're searching for, right? That peace. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, there's only so much we can say about this guy, especially... Um, from where we're at. Yeah. But guys, let's have this conversation. Like, I keep saying let's have this conversation. Like, seriously, mm. let's have this conversation. Let's mm. talk about this. Yeah. Like, what do you guys agree with what we said? What didn't you guys agree? Like, let's hear about your opinions. Email yeah. us. DM us. Yeah, we're on. What are we on? Let's go. Let's go. We're on. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. SoundCloud. So- Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We have an email address. We have an email address that you can find on our Instagram page, which is Common Ground Podcast and Common Ground with No Vowels, guys. So that's C-M-M-N-G-R-N-D Podcast. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next episode, Change Makers, Common Ground Team. Bye, guys. Thank you.